0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today's episode 543. Look at Romans chapter 9, verses 6 through 13. Let's read our passage. Now it is not as though the word of God has failed, because not all who are descended from Israel are Israel. Neither is it the case that all of Abraham's children are his descendants. On the contrary, your offspring will be traced through Isaac. That is, it is not children by physical descent who are God's children, but the children of the promise who are considered to be the offspring. For this is the statement of the promise, At this time I will come and Sarah will have a son. And not only that, but Rebekah conceived children through one man, our father Isaac. For though her sons had not been born yet or done anything good or bad, so that God's purpose according to election might stand, not from works, but from the one who calls, she was told. The older will serve the younger. As it is written, I have loved Jacob, but I have hated Esau. This is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Paul's in Corinth on his third missionary journey, and he's sending this exposition of the gospel a the theological background to the gospel. And the people in Rome there was some tension between the Jews and the Gentiles there, and they don't have a lot to go on. And so Paul's providing them this background. And part of this background is the question of what about Israel? Because Paul earlier said, everyone's under sin, under God's condemnation, both Jews and Gentiles alike. And the only solution is faith in Jesus Christ, both Jews and Gentiles alike. And Jews aren't in this special status because of their ethnicity. And so the challenge then is so, why Israel? Why did God have this group of people he called Israel? Why the Old Testament? And what's all it mean now? So, Paul in chapter 9 through 11 is dealing with the question what about Israel? Last time we saw, he basically just bared his heart and said, I'm a Jew, and my heart breaks for my fellow Jews who've been the ones to see all these things that God has done, the ones who've had the scriptures, the ones who have had all the experiences with God, yet by and large, the majority of them have rejected the gospel. My heart breaks. And so now he's getting into the theology of it, explaining it. So verse six, he says, now it's not as though the word of God has failed because not all who are descended from Israel are Israel. Well, by word of God, he's just referring to the Old Testament word. And specifically, he was talking about all the things Last time that Israel had experienced, he said to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the temple service, and the promises, the ancestors are theirs, and even Christ came from them. Well, he's talking about the Old Testament here, the word of God. And so the question is, has it been set aside? He says, no, it's not that it failed. And this is the real issue here. And so the question about what about Israel has to begin with, Who is Israel? And so he says, not all who are descended from Israel are Israel. Now you read that and go, what? But he's saying all those who are descended from physical Israel, not all of them are spiritual Israel. He continues to verse 7. Neither is it the case that all of Abraham's children are his descendants. So if you want to talk about Israel, you have to go back to Abraham. Abraham was the one that God called to leave his home and go to the promised land. He was promised the promised land. He was promised descendants. He was promised that his descendants would change the world. And earlier in chapter 4, we saw where Paul's making the point that anyone who's a believer is an actual spiritual descendant of Abraham. So here he's saying, Not all of Abraham's children are his descendants. So people who are spiritual children of Abraham, well, not all of them are his physical descendants. He goes on and says, On the contrary, your offspring will be traced through Isaac. That just seems kind of out of place. He doesn't say as it is written, but he's quoting from Genesis 21 12 here. Because remember, Abraham had two sons, Ishmael and Isaac. God promised a child via his wife Sarah, but Sarah wasn't about to wait, so she had Abraham produce a child through her servant Hagar, and you had Ishmael. But God said, no, he's not going to be the one to carry on this lineage. He was promised many descendants, but God said, no, it'll be through Isaac, the child of Abraham and Sarah who will be the one through the, all this is traced. And that goes along with not all of Abraham's children are his descendants. So you got two sons of Abraham. One of them we don't really call child of Abraham. The other one we do. He goes on verse 8. That is, it is not the children by physical descent who are God's children, but the children of the promise are considered to be offspring. So who's the child of the promise? Well, we just read from Genesis 21:12, your offspring will be traced through Isaac. So the children of God are the descendants of Isaac, not Ishmael, even though both are descendants of Abraham. And verse 9. For this is the statement of the promise. At this time I will come, and Sarah will have a son. Now, this is a quote from Genesis 18. God promised that Sarah would have a son. Now, special goings-on here is that Sarah and Abraham were both old, but Sarah in particular was past childbearing age. She was like 90 years old, and 90-year-old ladies don't have babies, but she did. So obviously it was a miracle. So Sarah was childless. She was thought to be barren, but through miraculous intervention by God, she had a baby, and that baby was Isaac. So, he's making the point, who is true Israel or who is the spiritual Israel? Well, it's not just the physical descendants, because if you look at Abraham, you've got two physical sons, but only one of them is the child of the promise. Now, he shifts gears in verse 10 and shifts down a generation, and not only that, but Rebekah conceived children through one man, our father Isaac. So, Isaac was the son of the promise to Abraham. Well, then Isaac had children. Isaac married Rebekah, but Rebekah was barren, it turned out. She could not have children, or at least it seemed that. And Isaac prayed to the Lord, and the Lord granted her children. So, similar to Sarah, although Rebekah was not as old as Sarah was, but she was still having trouble conceiving. And it's seen as a miraculous intervention by God that she had children. So, verse 10 Rebecca conceived children through one man, our father Isaac. Unlike the previous generation where you had the two mothers with two children, here, this generation, you have two children, Jacob and Esau, but only one mother. And in fact, they are twins. Verse 11. For, though her sons had not been born yet, or done anything good or bad, so that God's purpose to election might stand, not from works, but from the one who calls, she was told, the older serve so the younger. As it is written, I have loved Jacob, but I have hated Esau. So, prior to the birth, she has these twin boys inside, and the word of the Lord comes to her in Genesis 25:23. And that's where it quoted there in verse 12, the older will serve the younger. So there's nothing that either of them have done, nothing that based on what the parents have done, but purely based on the choice of God. God chooses the younger one to be born, which will be Jacob, and says, that is the one that I will use for my lineage. And then, as it is written, I have loved Jacob and I have hated Esau. That's a quote from Malachi 1, verses 2 and 3. So, you've got the physical descent. Abraham has Isaac and Ishmael. Isaac is the child of the promise. They're both physical children of Abraham. Then Isaac has two sons, Jacob and Esau. Jacob is considered the child of the promise, not Esau. They're both physical descendants of Isaac few points that Paul's making here. One is that God freely chooses some and not others. Physical descent is not the crucial qualification. It's not just physical descent. Otherwise, Esau would be a child of the promise. And he's using this to make the point that being part of the new covenant people is God's choice. It's not a birthright. So he's going to keep developing this. We're just into chapter 9. He's going to continue developing this through chapter 11. But the first question about what about Israel? You've got to answer the question, well, who is Israel? He's making a distinction here between physical Israel, that is, the descendants through this certain lineage, versus spiritual Israel, which are the children of the promise. He made the point in chapter four that anybody who's a believer had been justified by faith is a child of Abraham. And now he's going to continue to make the point that, well, who is the true spiritual Israel? Well, it's the believers. Those who have been justified by faith. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Romans.